Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is an amazing morning here in the Twin Cities. I am at the first ever I Am My Ancestors Wildest Dreams Expo at the Minneapolis Convention Center. It is a day of empowerment for black people and allies. There will be spoken word. There is a healing center. There are concerts. There's bouncy houses for the children. It is here going on right now um, until tonight at 7 p.m. and it is all free. So if you are looking for something amazing and fun and fabulous for your family to do today inside so you don't have to be outside in the cold. I know we're Minnesotans, but at some point mm -hmm, we like to be inside. Uh, get down here to the Minneapolis Convention Center. I would love to see you and greet you. Um, you know, this is something that I had never heard of and never seen or experienced, so I did not know what to expect, right? And I came walking up in here, and oh, my God, the spirit of excellence, the imagery, the red carpet, the um, the the graphics, the banners, um, the ancestral um adulation. Uh, it, it is just amazing. It is amazing to see the artwork that is in here that is taking place. And the fact that it's free, oh my God. And I beg people, please let me be a part of it. Well, yeah, I, I sweep, mop. Y'all want me to, uh, uh, you know, uh, clean up. I, I do some dusting. I just want to be in the room where this event is happening. And so today at um, 2 o'clock, there is a panel discussion about black women and empowerment. And I thought, please, can I? And they said yes. And so I'll be on stage with some of our best and brightest African-American female thought leaders here in the Twin Cities. And, you know, just yesterday, I was talking about black women and empowerment with one of my friends from TPT. And he is joining me now on the John Schuster Thank a hotline because he is, has been, and will always do amazing things in film and production and television. It is just amazing what he is doing and continues to do and how he empowers us. And he is joining us now, Daniel Bergen. Thank you so much for being on the Shaletta Show. Have you been on my show before? This is just the first time. You know, it's been a few years, but I, I have been on before, and I, I I was looking forward to doing it again. 
Okay. Well, I'm so glad you are here. You know, folks have seen your work and don't even realize it is you that is doing the work. We got to back this train all the way up since it's been a couple of years since you've been on this show. Tell folks what you do at Twin Cities Public Television. Uh, well, thank you again for having me. And I, I love the event that you're at. That really is a lot about what, what I'm about in the work I do, um, you know, this idea of, of narrative change. So I'm an executive producer with Twin Cities PBS and have been there for, for years and years and years, three decades of doing work uh, about and in and with our communities, um, with our local PBS station, telling stories of, of all different kinds, uh, you know, looking at issues from education to housing to healthcare, um, mm-hmm. you know, short form public service announcements to feature length films. Um, and, and currently, and what I really enjoy the most, I think, is exploring uh, Minnesota's diverse history. And so that's what uh, what I'm doing currently and focusing on and leading a great group of producers doing that work. And, you know, that is a dream job. You know, that's yeah. on folks' bucket list. I mean, that's what you want to wake up and do. How did you get to this point? How did you get to the point where you are living inside of God's dream for you? And it's not something that you hope one day will happen. Well, you know, you are absolutely right. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better opportunity, a better uh, job and and cool colleagues to work with. And and then again, a great community to be collaborating with. It's a, it's something that I always wanted to do. I've been making media since I was a, a, a middle schooler, really, and uh, mm-hmm. early video and film uh, classes and focused on um, media uh, at the University of Minnesota, where I designed a major that, that kind of combined different aspects of it, not just journalism and not just film production or film history. I kind of created my own focus and I think that really helped me get a, a, a job as a production assistant with Twin Cities PBS back in the in the 90s. And uh, because I was kind of a generalist, you know, interested in issues, but looking for ways to, to tell stories to do that. And all of that informed and inspired by Minnesota's own Gordon Parks. You know, just that idea mm. of a choice of weapons. How can we really fight against poverty, bigotry? and the challenges that we face, but do it in a in creative and um, healthy and positive way. And so, so that's, that's been kind of the through line in, in my work is that focus on, on, you know, using the weapon of choice, the camera and creative expression to, to make change. Now um, you were doing this before it was hip to speak truth to power. You know, we're all saying that now um, we're all stepping out on faith now um, we're all, you know, living our dreams out now. But you went into TPT, like my kids say when, when I tell them how old I am, back in the 1900s uh, <laughs> with, 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 a, with a degree but an idea. You know, how did yeah. you get outside of the box? Because you know as well as I do, when you go into this media thing, are you a producer or are you a director? Are you a director or are you a videographer? Are you a videographer or are you a reporter? Are you a reporter or are you an assignments editor? So oftentimes we get into a box um, and it, it is difficult to break out of that box, getting our foot in the door. 
you know, you started out as a production assistant. They got people 30 years later are still production assistants. How did right. you get outside that box and help these people to see the talent that was inside of you and the stories that you wanted to tell? Yeah, this is really a great point you make. I mean, it's interesting. I think in the late 80s and the 90s when I was a student and an a indie filmmaker, it was an exciting time for black film. And by that, I mean narrative film, movies. And I was, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've, I've dabbled in that space and I love it. Um, making dramatic narrative scripted work was and is something that I'm, I'm very interested in. But, you know, I was in the nonfiction side, which wasn't as exciting or sexy or uh, people weren't <laughs> as drawn to. And, you know, had very talented friends who went off to L.A. and, and did, you know, the more of the Hollywood thing. And, you know, I was, I was you know, I certainly um, I appreciate that. That's important. We need to be in those spaces, too. But um, but I was really comfortable and felt connected to the, the nonfiction side. And as you said, not quite in the news vein. And I certainly am, unlike you, uh, I'm not talent. <laughs> so I'm, I'm safely and comfortably <laughs> behind the camera. But um, but really, you know, saw the need to to speak, as you said, truth to power in, in nonfiction and in documentary work and in public affairs work and in, in a kind of alternative news way. Because the through line through all of this and all that you described, the different facets of media and journalism, to me, the through line there is storytelling and yeah. the power, the kind of universal um, and extremely impactful power of story. And you know what? We talk about impact and power. I don't know any awards that you haven't won. Um, And I know you don't like to brag on yourself about, you know, all the Emmys and and so many other um, awards that you have won um, with the work that you have done and put out there for people to consume and enjoy. Um, but, But why do you think that your films, your production, the things that you touch resonate so much with people. I know for me, I can, I can say why I think, is because I feel the love that you put mm-hmm. into your work. Um, you know, you, you have films and you have production and folks will put it out there and you're like, did anybody watch this uh, <laughs> before they put it out here? It don't see, you know, you just feel like, the, is it, did anybody care about this project? Did they just fund this? And and whenever I see your work, I don't I don't even have to know that is you. I don't have to read the credits. I see the love that you have in your work. And, and for me, um, that makes me love the project even more as a consumer. But why do you think, you know, whenever you go up for these awards and hands down, you always, you know, come home with a prize of some kind. And there's not an award out there that you haven't been nominated for that you haven't taken home. You probably have a whole trophy room. But why do you think that, that your stuff is just heads and tails being applauded by your peers and and consumers alike. Well, first of all, all of that and the, the way you describe my work is better than any award. <laughs> I mean, I really, really <laughs> appreciate that. That's a beautiful affirmation, and I aspire to that and will continue to. I, you know, I think one of the the things that, about journalism that I've been <clears throat> interested in lately there's something called restorative narratives. And I think some of the aspects of that are what you're feeling in the work, I hope. And that's, you know, things like taking on um, hard truths, but, but doing it in a way that uses universal truths that people can connect to. Mm. Strength-based storytelling, I think, is really important, especially in our community and in communities of color. You know, so often and for so long, 
the focus is on the struggle and the negative and the pathology. And so I think lifting up strength-based stories is, is really crucial. I, you know, tapping into, again, that power of story that, that um, touches the heart as, as much, if not more than the head, um, is, is really crucial in my work. And, I, and that's kind of the goal. And all of that to elicit, if it's maybe what you're feeling when you use that, when you describe it that way, empathy. You know, that you kind of feel connected to people in these people centered stories. And um, and hopefully that, you know, as the as the hip hop DJ says, that moves the crowd. And so but thank you so much for the way you describe it. I, I mean, that really means so much to me coming from you. Um, and uh, and I think, you know, I'm fortunate to also be doing it with great co- colleagues and collaborators. As mm-hmm. you know, media making is a team sport, you know, it really yeah. requires a range of talent and a lot of people and and you know the the most important collaborator in my work is the community i'm just so lucky Mm. to in documentary work be able to lift up you know others um scholarship research stories you know it's a gift that's given to me when someone shares with you their struggles with mental illness or opioid addiction and or poverty and they're candid and and, and generous in that sharing. And again, that's one of the things Gordon Parks teaches us is <clears throat> with that gift, we need to take care of that, that we need to really mm-hmm. be, create safe space for people uh, to, to share in that way. So that's, that's really crucial to my work. And I hope that's kind of what you're sensing and feeling and, and others do too in, in the stories. Well, you've got some amazing stories coming up, coming out that people can take advantage of that they can watch on Twin Cities Public Television. We will talk more with Daniel Bergen after the break. Yes, honey, there will be dancing because there is a band playing, several of them, and choirs, and spoken word, and so much more at the I Am My Ancestors' Wildest Dreams Expo at the Minneapolis Convention Center. It is happening now um, until 7 p.m. tonight. It is free to get in, and I tell you, the black excellence here is Thick. There are bouncy houses for the kids. There are vendor booths set up. There is food. There's a VIP breakfast that is happening right now that I stepped out of to talk to Daniel Bergen, uh, filmmaker extraordinaire, award-winning uh, TPT documentarian. You have some amazing uh, things popping off at TPT right now, Daniel, that we need to tell folks about because I want them um, especially for Black History Month, and not just in February. But you um, have some amazing work out um, that is available that we can consume and share with our families, um, where we can sit and learn and listen. And um, I tell you, it is really life-changing. Talk to me about what you've got out right now at TPT. Um, and, and I want to ask a question or two, and then, and then we're going to tell folks um, how they can get it. Yeah, well, and thanks again for having me. And, and I love being um, connected to the expo in this conversation because it's all about that idea of um, the dreams of our of our ancestors, you know, and and building on the the hard work and the legacy, um, the unknown and little known stories of um, of our people and the work here in the north too that that has happened that we're able to benefit from while the struggle continues. And so um, my new project. It's called Jim Crow of the North Stories, and it, it's building on a documentary that I did that we released a few years ago 
called Jim Crow of the North. And and that is kind of a complicated history, one that black folks uh, are and many other people of color are familiar with. Um, and that's uh, housing segregation that was very real in the North mm. and in Minneapolis and St. Paul and Hennepin and Ramsey County um, because of restrictive covenants, racist contracts that were embedded in the deeds of tens of thousands of homes that were developed um, and, and built in the early 20th century that said often only white people, only Caucasian people can occupy this space. No one, all of them said no one of African descent, a Negro um, or other ways to make sure black folks weren't allowed into certain neighborhoods and weren't allowed to own homes, build the wealth and pass on the wealth that comes with home ownership. So Jim Crow of the North, uh, explored that history in this new uh, kind of sequel of short documentaries, um, Jim Crow, the North Stories. We kind of follow how people are learning about this history and, you know, the resilience of, of, of black folks and black homeowners as we meet a couple in one of the episodes who kind of tell us the story of, of the struggles to, to buy a home in certain neighborhoods or the pride in having a home in a place like North Minneapolis. Um, and then we also meet a lot of, of allies. You mentioned allies are welcome to this event you're at. It, the, one of the facets of Jim Crow the North is that the green lines, not just the red lines, but white folks benefited from uh, the, the housing segregation by being able to have these homes that accrued wealth. And all that comes with that. And so there's just some really uh, in, uh, in, uh, inspiring stories of folks who are trying to understand that history, take real action and make real change uh, uh, in, in the space of, of housing and, um, and equity. And so Jim Crow, the North Stories, follows some of that work. And where can folks watch it? How can they get hold of it online and on TV? Because... You know, the one beautiful thing uh, about this work is that it is available at your fingertips. I love technology. Um, you know, where my 16-year-old son won't um, sit down on the couch with me anymore and watch TV, um, he will pick up his iPad or his laptop and he'll watch um, in his room. And, and I just think that is so amazing um, the way technology has allowed um, our young people to connect with stories from their past. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and at Twin Cities PBS, we're, and you work with us at Twin Cities PBS, you know we reach mm -hmm. an audience that is not so young uh, with our over-the-air uh, work, but we're working hard to, to reach audiences where they're at. And as you described your son and my 16-year-old daughter, where they're at is, you know, mobile devices. Um, they're on social media, and, and they're certainly on YouTube. So we are um, releasing Jim Crow of the North Stories on YouTube. Um, it's not even a broadcast program at this point. It's just streaming. And so you can go to YouTube and find it there at TPT's YouTube page. You can find it on um, online at our website website. It's on mm -hmm. the PBS, which is the over the top. So if you like to stream your content on a Roku or Apple TV, you can find PBS there. And if you dig down a little bit, you'll find our local work, including Jim Crow of the North stories. But but you're right, we need to I mean, that's the audience that that we really are hoping to connect with our, our young people who are really engaged in these issues and want to work to make change and so creating content about our history and our, our present day and our future and putting it on platforms where they're at is really what we're focused on. I'm telling you, I, I had to tell somebody the other day, these young people are going to put me out of business. I won't have a radio show after a while if I don't find a way for them to listen because they're buying cars without radios. 
Um, right. They're buying houses and homes and renting their first apartments, and there's no TV inside. Why? Because they're streaming their content, whether it is on a podcast or it is on a Roku or it is through an app. And, and so I'm so glad that you have um, your new series, um, your new work, Jim Crow of the North, uh, on that YouTube so that these kids can go and get it. How important is it for you when you're creating this content um, to make sure um, that you consider the next generation of, of leaders, of filmmakers, of documentarians um, as they watch the work that you are doing today? Yeah, that that is so important. And I have to say, you will always be um, received and um, appreciated by the community because your storytelling transcends the technology. But you're right. Uh, you you need to and we need to be on these platforms. But at the core, again, I think it is compelling stories. And so I hope that young people see, um, you know, the, the work that elders have done in our community. And again, this is local black leaders, you know, that there's a, mm-hmm. a really history here that, you know, we hear, you and I hear our teenagers grumble about only learning civil rights history in a really minimal and maybe often national way, as important as that is. And so I've really been, as someone born and raised here, focused on lifting up Minnesota's black history. And there's so much to be inspired by and informed by. And there's so much to to inform the activism, the action and the change that young people want to do. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. And, and if you look at this history, you'll see really compelling ways that we've worked to make change um, over the last century and a half of, you know, of, of our experience here. In, in Minnesota. So it's it's crucial to reach young people. I mean, education, again, doesn't sound Hollywood. And that's one of the reasons, you know, why I've been committed. And then I think being been allowed to continue to tell stories is because I've been committed to that piece of it that, you know, isn't as exciting as, you know, as much as I was waiting for the Black Panther film for decades. I've been <laughs> forever. But then we also need, you know, Eyes on the Prize, which you and I watched in the 80s. And, yeah. and the, the work that um, that informed me and, and I hope my work informs, as you said, that next generation of, of black storytellers. I tell you what, I am so grateful to you for lifting up um, Minnesota's black history, um, because if you had not done the work that you um, are doing, um, there are so many stories that would have gone to the grave. Um, And and what you've done is um, taking an idea from inside of your head and put it in front of our faces and put it into our ears and put it into our hearts and put it into our head. And that um, spells success. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I, I just need you to know that we appreciate the work that you are doing to tell these stories, to make sure that folks know that there are some great African American Minnesotans who are doing amazing work, who are leaving a mark and a legacy for so many people to follow. And I just appreciate you um, using your craft and your skill. You could have just jetted off to Hollywood and made Love Jones, but you stayed right here to make sure that we loved ourselves, we loved our ancestors, and we loved our history. Daniel Bergen, I can't thank you enough for the work that you do and for being on the Shaletta Show. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me and, and the work you do, because we got to make people laugh, too. That's what you can do. Right, keep right, 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 right. We just, I, you, you, get, you get them good, and I give them over here and make them giggle. And so we're we working together. <laughs> right on. Thank you so much, Pat. 
All right. And you guys, make sure you go to their YouTube page, check it out, um, download that app, get it on your Roku device. Make sure your young people, especially my allies um, like Charlotte, who have biracial children, it is so important that we show them their history beyond Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. And that all has its place. But do you know about Dr. Josie Johnson? Do you know about Garden Parks? Do you know about Nellie Stone Johnson? And so many of these other great um, African-American leaders here in uh, Minnesota who did great work, the work that we now um, sometimes take for granted. I I just appreciate Daniel and his gift and what he is doing at TPT um, to make sure that we never forget. Uh, what these great leaders have done for all of us, not just black people, but for everybody. Um, Nellie Stone Johnson founded the DFL. Who knew? I didn't. And when I found that out, I uh, walked right into the office uh, with great pride um, and authority like I was supposed to be there because I realized that an African-American woman was one of the founders. This is my space. This was founded by my people. I belong in these circles and in these spaces, Um, and I'll take my rightful seat at the table with my children. I want you and your children to join me there. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So grateful to Josh Wheeler for um, hanging out with me, the new producer of The Shaletta Show, making sure all of our guests get in and out courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline and uh, taking care of that weather report for me. He is just an amazing addition to our team, and I'm so glad he's here. You know who else I'm glad is here? Uh, Miss Sarah Holly is joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Hotline. And, Sarah, thank you so much for spending part of your Saturday with me. I absolutely appreciate it. Of course, Ms. Shaletta. It's great to be back here with you. I know, I know. This is not your first rodeo on the Shaletta Show. We've got to talk about recycling because, um, you know, I've got the blue bin at the house. 
Um, I'm making sure mm-hmm. I do everything that I'm supposed to do, but sometimes it's not um, the first thing on my mind, and I've got those kids there. You've got us so trained, girl, mm-hmm. that uh, if I put a water bottle in the <laughs> trash, the kids will go and get the water bottle out of the trash, and they will put it in the recycle mm-hmm, yes. for me. Yes. Yes, yes. And, and so I just appreciate the work that you are doing um, to educate our young people. They are really leading the way when we start talking about being environmentally friendly and recycling and all those things that are going to save this planet, save our world. Girl, us old folks need to just get out the way and let the kids do the work. Uh, because they are really in tune with what needs to happen and how things need to go. How have you in your role been able to get these kids so involved? I can't get them to make the damn bed, but somehow you have gotten them to the point where they are digging recyclables out of the trash can. Sure, Michelle. So, you know, just I would just say as public health director for Ramsey County, um, I can't really take complete credit for that. I would say it's really our educators, our teachers, our parents, and it's really education and awareness. And that's what public health is about around prevention and health promotion. And so, you know, I would agree. My son, he's a big recycler. Um, My family, it's just really important to move that waste up the hierarchy, right, so that we have less waste going into, you know, our rivers, our lakes, Have we have less waste, you know, in our communities and less waste going into landfills. So it's really important for people to recycle um, and to get young people involved. They are the ambassadors, and I feel like we're raising little public health ambassadors. So anytime we can we do are. that, it just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I swear to you, I don't know when you and your team, who have done an amazing job, created this shift. Um, because, you know, these young people um, are just incredible. I don't care whose house I'm going to, where I am. They are very conscious about where the recycle bins are, um, where we need to be putting things. Um, is this recyclable? If they have a question about something. Uh, when did that shift happen? Because the educational campaigns that you all have put out for our children um, has really resonated with them and stuck with them to the point where it is now just a part of their everyday lives. Yeah, I think, you know, just a credit to the environmental health team um, at public and just at Ramsey County Public Health in general, but all of our public health departments. I think, you know, the shift really happened um, a while back and the the ability for us, and not just within public health, but you'll see in community, you'll see recycling bins. You'll see, mm-hmm. we even have a food scrap bag program that we'll be piloting soon. So I think the shift has to happen within community. And so anytime that we can get environmental health infused in our communities and get those recycling ambassadors, which we do have in Ramsey County, to get involved in community, um, we do have grants that we actually issue out to schools. Um, where we encourage recycling, we recur- we encourage learning about all things environmental health related activities that we're doing. And so, you know, I just want to give a shout out to our school districts, um, not only in Ramsey County, but across the state for taking the lead with us and partnering on making sure that young people can be a part of, you know, um, contributing to the lessening impact of, you know, moving that waste up the hierarchy, right? Not putting waste in landfills, making sure that we can recycle and also contributing to climate change. And so, um, in a positive way. And so it's, it's, I think it's just really important to continue that education and awareness at our schools, but also with our young people 
um, and educating them about the importance of recycling and making sure that we're managing our waste um, throughout our lifetime. And I, Miss Sarah, just applaud the work that you are doing because y'all are hitting it on all fronts. You're making sure that we're aware at home um, that there's workplace initiatives, that there's school-based initiatives. How do you all at Ramsey County keep up with all of it um, so that it comes together to actually create the results that you're looking for? For sure. Again, I think it's just the key partnership that we have with our team. Environmental health is, is one of our largest divisions within public health, and we have an amazing team of people that are working directly with community. And, you know, I would say one of the things that's so important here is, is the, the issue of equity, right? So we're working mm. with families. Um, we're going where people are at. Um, I remember mm-hmm. before I even started as public health director, working with our youth development coordinator, Britt Youngquist, and um, the Recycling Ambassador Program, and seeing that education was actually happening in the high-rises in Ramsey County, right? So really taking that information to the people and engaging communities at all levels and and in all communities, not just communities that typically have had access to being able to recycle or manage their waste, but really educating people about the importance of that um, and part of this, too, in Ramsey County is enhancing our environmental health services. So mm. we've really begun this multi-year initiative to advance services, right? So managing your household hazardous waste. We have an e-waste program, electronic waste. So cell phones that people are like, you know, I got this old BlackBerry. What do I want to do with it, right? <laughs> I have this, right. this old computer. How do I get rid of it, right, responsibly? Um, we have fix-it clinics. So if you have a broken sewing machine that your grandmother gave you when you were a child, you can go to one of our fix-it clinics on the weekend and get those things looked at. And so we're really trying to do this multi-year initiative where we're really giving back to community and engaging community and making things accessible, right? Mm, um, and so yeah. participation, yeah, that participation in recycling and waste um, disposal services for all residents is really what we're aiming to do as a part of our county work. And I am so glad that you are doing this work. It is so valuable. What new initiatives are you guys working on right now? Because anytime you come on, there's always something amazing that we got to tell people about. For sure. So if, if since we're talking about environmental health, we are actually in the process um, of um, eventually building our, our environmental service center, our first environmental service center. And so wow. this is huge for Ramsey County. Yep. And so we're going to be offering year-round recycling, electronic um, waste recycling. We're going to have that household hazardous waste drop-off area that we currently have at Bay West um, in Ramsey County. We hope to have that free product reuse room. So if you have, like, if you're looking for cheaper, like, um, paints or things that people right. reuse on, on right. regular basis, you'll be able to visit us. Um, we'll have space for our fix-it clinics. And our hope is also increase our environmental education and activities in that space. So this is a huge project. It's going to be a county This facility. is big time. This is yep. big time. That is, girl, you got to put your boots on because you're about to step in it. That is a big <laughs> undertaking. But if we anybody have. can get it done, I know you can. Sarah Holly, thank you so much you. for being on the Shaletta Show thank and you, for everything that you are doing in Ramsey County to um, educate us about recycling so we can save this planet, girl, because, look, it's going to go up and smoke without you. So thank you. Thank you, Michelle. It's always a pleasure to be here. All right. Always good to have you. And you all stick around. We've got more to come. 
how you like me now. My face is on the marquee at today's I Am My Ancestors Wildest Dreams Expo at the Minneapolis Convention Center. It is going on today until 7 p.m. Um, they have got panel discussions, concerts, stuff for the kids, stuff for folks that's 50 and older. That's my new group, 50 and older, and all ages in between. It is free. I, I, I can't believe what they are doing today, how they have put this on, um, and it is free to the public to attend. So get your kids, get your family, get down here to the Minneapolis Convention Center and take advantage of all the offerings they have at this uh, inaugural I Am My Ancestors Wildest Dreams Expo. I'll be on a panel um, a little bit later today. Um, and wait a minute. Now, I was going to bring some guests on because I got so many people here. I wanted to talk to so many of them. But, Josh, you're telling me that I've got an abbreviated show today? Like, this is it? This is the last segment? And then, what? I mean, what, what in the hell is going on? Have they cut my show? What's happening? It is Twins baseball season. Oh, yes. Yeah, can, you tell, can you tell by the 10-degree weather we have outside? It's Twins baseball season. <laughs> Okay, so the twins are coming up, and you know I have to tell you I'm a little bit salty about that because they let Jason DeRussia and Dan Cook go. Now Jason just got to the station. How is it that Jason got to go? I have seniority. If anybody should have been going down for Twins baseball, Josh Willer, it should have been us. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I've been here several years uh, over Jason DeRussia, so how he skipped ahead of me, I, I really honestly I, don't know. I made my case this week with it, and I made my case with Steve last week. I'm the new guy, so I. I had to sit on the board pretty much all week with Jason and Dan enjoying the sunshine while I just visualized being there with them. But, uh, no, we had a good week. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say we. They had a good week out in Florida this week. So it was a lot of fun. Okay, so abbreviated show. This is the last segment. We got to let Tom and Linnea and Brenda know because those are my most dedicated and loyal listeners. Charlotte's always listening as well, and they'll be coming on like, where is Shaletta? Why is she not on the show? Uh, and, and so I want everybody to know that Twins baseball is coming up. Now, who are they playing down in Florida? Give me the scoop, Josh Wheeler. They're playing the Tampa Bay Rays. You got to play Florida teams in Florida. That's how it works, you know. <laughs> okay. And it's so beautiful. My friend Kevin Berger is down there and she's been sending me pictures of her toes. And it's just really not fair. Like she's sitting out by the pool and she's sending me pictures of her toes. And I'm just like, uh, that's just, that's like torture. Like I've got two pair of socks on and my boots. Cause I knew that I was going to have to park down the street to get to the expo. And I didn't know which you know, hall it was in. So I didn't know if I'd be outside or inside or, you know, how the situation was going to be. So, so I had to bundle up and I got on three shirts and she's sending me toe pitches. Yeah. I'm just glad you survived the snowstorm that we had this week. You know what? I tell you, I uh, survived it by looking at my son and my uh, ex-husband shovel that snow. So, you know, we got like 1800 cases of toilet paper and 51 bottles of water 
and we're good. Not, and we not only that, we got some we got some gritty action too in there. Don't worry, don't want to leave the gritty part out of it. <laughs> you know that boy loves dancing and shoveling <laughs> snow. I don't know if it's because he knows I'm not gonna come out there and bother him because I don't want to be out there in the cold, or the music is just that good. I gotta get his playlist because I'm listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire and Kenny G, and that is putting me to sleep. This boy, whatever Andrew is listening to, when he is popping in his earbuds and shoveling snow, got him dancing like. Like happy feet. This boy, I tell you, he's been dancing and shoveling snow since he was like eight years old. And so when the snowstorm came, this most recent one, um, he was out there and the snow was above the, the machine. And I thought, okay, surely with all the stuff he got to shovel, he's not going to be out there dancing. Josh, he kicked that machine to the side. <laughs> And he just got the boogie in. He looks like James Brown. I said, you know, looking at him, my hip hurts. You know, youth is amazing. Youth is amazing. If y'all want to see my baby shoveling snow, y'all better make sure to go on my Facebook and Twitter pages. But if you don't do anything else, get to the I Am My Ancestors Wildest uh, Dreams Expo at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Find me, give me a hug, bring your especially biracial children down so they can connect to their ancestors because that is what it and today is all about. Y'all have a great day. Go Twins! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 